1: Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. (laughs) Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. Gobble. Gobble? Gobble? It's not turkey time yet. And joining me <laughs> is my fellow host Ariel. Hello. And homeless guy? Gobbler. Daniel. <laughs> Gobbler. Oh, and today's episode we're gonna be talking about Finally. The Resident Evil Netflix series.
0: You say finally. Like you were anticipating it.
1: I was because I've been waiting forever to watch it. And. I could probably continue to wait forever. After watching the first two (laughs) episodes. (laughs) Okay, it's not that bad.
2: Aaron's already given it a one out of five, Uh,
1: right? (laughs) It's actually not that bad. Uh, I went into this with different expectations than I originally had
2: but so like welcome to Raccoon City
1: yes I did exactly what I should have done for Raccoon City and it's not
0: actually that bad yeah honestly I'm more of a fan of this than welcome to Raccoon City
1: (laughs) and that's saying something
0: yeah because I kind of did the same thing that you did I went into this taking Resident Evil out of it
1: Mm -hmm not too bad
0: <laughs> yeah and honestly it's not it's not that bad
1: well daniel to start us off do you want to give us a lovely little synopsis
2: that, i have no idea what that is but <laughs> give you some information about the movie i uh, actually i uh, about the tv series uh, that's a synopsis no no to an extent,
0: synopsis is like a very short
2: description of what the show is about. Yeah, or a movie. Oh,
1: so what you're about to do?
2: <laughs> no, I'm no. Not he's gonna going
0: more you... into like the production and stuff. Yeah, of the... details like that, Aaron. Oh God, whatever.
2: I mean, we could still call it a synopsis, just be wrong.
0: <laughs> synopsis of the production? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. All right, so it is a total of eight episodes with a total budget of $80 million. <laughs> so they had uh, $10 million per episode? Well, we'll see. It was released July 14th in 2022, and the studio used the name Venus Flytrap to hide that it was a Resident Evil series, so that way if it leaked to the public, no one would be none the wiser.
0: They're making a series of Venus Flytraps?
2: Well, it could have been anything. could have been a drama or a crime series called Venus Flytrap.
0: I know. I was just being... I know.
2: I was just clarifying (sighs) for Aaron.
0: (sighs) Being facetious.
2: It is set in the the RE universe, but of its own. So not the Paul Anderson or the actual canon games and CGI. And here's a fun fact Season 2 was entirely scripted out when the show was set to be canceled August 27th, 2022. So, hardly a month later before they went no season 2. But the entire season 2 was scripted out.
0: I'd be interested to see what the script was for season 2. Mm hmm.
2: That is what I have on production details, Aaron.
1: Oh God, okay.
0: So that leaves <sighs> it to me, huh? That does. So the way we're going, we're gonna do something a little different with this Netflix series here. We instead of how we normally do it where I dive into the plot and then the second part is us going over characters and stuff like that, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do one episode per one episode. Then, in that episode, I'm going to say the plot, we're going to discuss it, and then do eight episodes that way. And then, we're going to do a ninth episode talking about the characters of the series, the B.O.W.s of the series, and all of that, and overall discussion and rating. So, for the first half of our episode, I'm going to go over... In this Netflix series, they spl- kind of split it up. They intertwine it within the episode, but it's split up between then and now. And the then was 2022. The now was 2036. So I'm just going to briefly go over the kind of plot of the 2022 in episode one, which the title is Welcome to New Raccoon City
1: new raccoon city
0: yep so it starts off with Jade and Billy Wesker they are the 14 year old fraternal twin daughters of Albert Wesker (laughs) yeah it's weird they were like born through IVF so they're not identical to the fraternal, but yeah. So we have them being angsty little teens because they had to up and move because their dad, Albert, got rehired back into the Umbrella Corporation. So they moved into super like Stepford Wives area, New Raccoon City.
1: It for real is, though.
0: It's creepy creepy so new reckon city is a planned community run completely by umbrella and it's located in south africa everyone that lives there is an employee of umbrella in some way whether it be in the school or the actual umbrella facility you know what have you everybody there works for umbrella so they constantly have that fake we're all happy because you know they're constantly being watched so anyways the two sisters are mad that they had to move they're very upset especially jade so they're kind of going against each other going against albert their daddy they get to their new house everything is just everything's white
1: (laughs) for real is
0: yeah like all the houses are white like the roads are white it's everything is white
1: didn't Jade even comment about how the people are white yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah everything there is just so you know Jade's still doing her angsty teenage self and mad and taking it out all on Albert Wesker and cause you know That's a guy you want to cross. In the meantime, Albert is seen injecting blood into his neck, which is a little weird. Don't know. I'm sure we'll find out about it later. Then at their new school, Billy ends up getting bullied by this girl named Tammy. She ends up getting into a fight. The whole school records it, starts making fun of her. Billy is very upset. Jade ends up talking to her, gets her to kind of calm down, and tries to get her to beat the girl up. Because, you know, let's do that. Let's beat her up, show her who's boss. But Billy instead the next day takes the safer route, tries to make amends, and apologizes just to get a burrito thrown in her face.
1: Oh, no, 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 that wasn't thrown. That was... A smush in the face.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> so she gets humiliated oh. once again. Then Jade, des- deciding she's not going to let this fly, right? She steals the head of the raccoon mascot costume, because, of course, their uh, mascot is a raccoon. Of course. And follows Tammy into a bathroom and bashes her in the head with a rock, wearing the raccoon helmet. How- uh, helmet, then places the raccoon helmet in Billy's locker to make it seem like she did it. And this was to not get Billy in trouble, but to kind of boost her up around the students, saying that, you know, she just hit Tammy upside the head with a fucking rock. Principal ends up finding out, you know. This is now when we see the actual side of Wesker here because he's been portrayed as the um
1: the try hard dad?
0: Yeah, the good dad just trying to do the right thing. So in the principal's office Damien's dad comes starts threatening Billy and then in walks Wesker and does his Wesker thing and would you know it like everything gets dropped and Billy's you know free to go and I was excited. Actually, I was excited to see that scene because Wesker was terrifying in that.
1: Can I just say that that scene in particular was the most Wesker I've ever seen, Wesker, ever? Yeah. And that's including the games.
0: Okay. So, to kind of rush it along a little bit, Wesker's like, Billy's going to take a mental health day today. You all are going to get over it. So she ends up meeting her dad back at Umbrella Corporation. When she was sitting there waiting for him, she notices some rabbits in a cage getting wheeled into an elevator. She is a huge animal advocate. Was very upset thinking that that they were doing animal testing, which her dad had always told her that Umbrella doesn't do. So she was very upset. At home that night, she's hiding under the blanket, still upset about everything. She finally lets Jade in. Jane apo- Jade apologizes, says that, you know, she wasn't trying to get her in trouble. She was just trying to help her, blah, blah, blah. So Billy's like, hmm, you can make it up to me by helping me break into Umbrella. Because they're doing animal testing. I saw the rabbits. So, her and Jade end up going. They stole their dad's Uh, key card and end up going. They break in and get down because when she saw the rabbit's cage, she paid attention to what floor it stopped at. So they go down to the floor. They're looking around. They see all the animals in the cages. Realize, oh, okay, they're just animals, you know, whatever. Till Billy, for whatever reason, decides to open up the locked Big old box. Billy ends up Why would you do this? I don't know. Doesn't seem like a great idea. Opens up the box.
1: What's in the box?
0: And would you know it? What's in there, a Cerberus? Good old zombie dog. So the Zombie Dog ends up attacking them. And in the meantime, but while that was going on, Jade was looking through the computer put in her dad's password which was Spock 21 which is hilarious to me because apparently Wesker is a Star Trek fan so (laughs) she ends up finding the video of the security guards firing at people in Tijuana and wondering what the fuck is going on here so they're running away from the dog it's following them it's not taking no for an answer it's gonna eat them they end up getting to the main floor right by the door of course they ran out of there a lot of times the door's locked and they're trying to get out and the dog ends up biting Billy while Jade ran to grab fire extinguisher and bashes the dog's head in. And that is the plot for the 2022 scenario in the first episode. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of plot. What would you guys think of it?
2: Uh, so I don't know why Billy didn't use her phone to use the flashlight to see what was in the locked cage. <laughs> because there was clearly some spots to see in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That was my first questionable. As soon as she did it, I went,
0: no. Her phone was protected by plot armor. Uh,
2: she couldn't get it. No, it was she had it. Her, by plot armor. She had it in her hands. <clears throat> she couldn't turn it on. It was protected by plot armor. Had, the flashlight doesn't work by the plot armor. Yeah. yeah. There's already lights in there. You can see.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's, I want to backtrack first. That's fine.
2: I just wanted to bring that one
1: up because I was all about. (laughs) We're going to come back to that one because I have some some questionable things as well, especially that part. Okay. I like that they portrayed two sides of Wesker in this. They portrayed a try-hard dad and they portrayed the corporate elite total douchebag.
0: is absolutely, like, terrifying. hmm He's not as scary as in scary, but just how, like, calm he was about, like, I'm going to destroy everything about you. No one will ever hire you. No one. Even outside of New Umbrella City, whatever, like, or New Raccoon City.
2: Do you remember the one in particular that he mentions?
0: <laughs> Pornhub? Boy, <laughs>
1: Pornhub will shred your resume.
0: Yeah, like, he is like, I will destroy everything about your (laughs) life.
1: Everything. For real. And he was, like, he slowly evolved to that in the conversation. Like, he started off with, there's no need to get to this. Let's, uh, Let's all calm down. And then when the dude spouted off to him, that's when he went full on, I'm going to nuke your life.
0: Oh yeah, because he was like what do you do for the company? Oh, so there's a whole bunch of you. You're replaceable. I'm not replaceable. I'm super important. You You can't replace me, but we can sure replace you. Do you know how many people can do your
1: job? At least 10,000. Do you know how many people can do my job?
0: Just one. (laughs) And then it was Oh, so you, so you know, you get the whole picture of like how important I am. Let me just keep demoralizing you here with (laughs) the, yeah. Oh no, like I won't stop there. I'll keep going. And oh Jesus, that was great.
1: That guy became so terrible. Apologize. Apologize. (laughs) I never thought ever that I would root for Wesker
0: in any (laughs) shape
1: or form, but I definitely want so far. I definitely love this Wesker and I root for him every time he comes on.
0: Yeah. It's, it's weird because he's definitely portrayed as a good guy, even tearing that guy down. Like he was doing it to protect Billy. You know? Mm -hmm. So it was very much. He's a good guy in this and it's weird.
1: It's real weird.
0: I mean, he clearly knows something's going on. Because in the beginning of it, like, he's watching that video mm-hmm. of the, the joy. I guess it's the what they're saying is the side effects of the joy medication. Yep. And so he knows something's going on, but it's... I don't know. He's just a good guy, Whisker. Well...
1: That brings me to the next thing with him is that he doesn't seem to be happy to be working for Umbrella either.
0: Yeah. I can... Yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. he's kind of... Ugh.
1: I don't know what's going on with that yet, but, you know, he just he seems like he's there out of necessity versus... So maybe they're paying him handsomely. Maybe... I mean, I... He's got to, there's got to, they got to have something over him to keep it in there.
0: That or maybe, I don't know. We're not to that yet. So, don't know, but maybe it also has something to do with maybe he believes he's the only one that can stop what's happening or something. I don't know. One thing I want to mention is I love his wardrobe. He definitely has like the dad like sweaters and the button ups (laughs) and polos. He looks very, he always looks very nice and very dad
1: he's a dapper dad
0: like yeah I'm, I'm not making fun of the way he's dressing he does always look very nice it's just funny to see Wesker in dad clothes
1: I'm sorry but when they casted Lance Reddick as Wesker they couldn't have picked a better Wesker
0: <laughs> yeah I'm fond of him in this I know what people <clears throat> are saying about how the different ethnicities mm-hmm but it it doesn't bother me at all like it's not it's we know this isn't in the same canon universe we know this is out of it so well it's fine
1: and going into it with different expectations of it's a different universe I like the twist we're getting with this Wesker it's like he's trying to be the good guy
0: yeah he's just a good dad trying to look out for his two daughters
1: mm-hmm and if you want somebody to be the cool dad and also a vicious cutthroat, Lance Reddick was always your choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like for anybody listening, like we're just going over the first episode. Clearly, it may change throughout the series. This is us talking about episode one. So just keep that in mind if you're like, uh, actually, <laughs> Oh, wait. I don't think Mark's listening. Yeah, I don't think Mark's listening. Mark's not listening.
1: Uh, So, okay. So I've talked about some of the stuff I wanted to talk about in the very beginning of this. Is there anything you wanted to talk about?
0: There's one thing. The, The new Raccoon City is exactly the way I pictured Umbrella being in control of an entire community. That is what I envisioned it would look like.
2: I mean, a lot of the houses did look the same to me. Like, when he's driving down the driveway in the suburb, they looked mirrored. And then, of course, you see in the camera, the camera's facing, like, the streetway. streetway.
0: Yeah, it's very cookie-cutter, umbrella-style housing, just very much. With the kids playing outside, and it just... If that doesn't scream something's wrong I don't know like stay away don't come here well
2: it was a little creepy like when they pulled up and everybody kind of just stopped and looked at them because as they drove by like everybody was like looking at them to see who they Mm -hmm. were
1: oh yeah the white house the white furniture the white utensils the everything's white even the cake they didn't eat yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's. Although, cinematic choice wise, I think that's cool. Because. As you know, Umbrella's logo is red and white. So anytime in the movie when something crazy is about to happen or ominous or, you know, anything like that, there were red lights or red hues or.
0: Oh, yeah, because in the umbrella facility itself, mm-hmm. when it would shut down everything, they had the red lights. and Yep. Yep.
2: I think the white shows, like, cleanliness, and being a pharmaceutical company, you're going to want to keep things clean.
1: Oh, yeah. But it also shows that, like, element of purity to an extent of something's off.
0: Oh, look how perfect we are. Look Mm -hmm. how good we are.
1: Yeah. With you and with your cinematic background, Daniel, I'm sure that you picked up on that like right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah, they're doing this because they want to show this is real fucking off.
0: Yep. Another thing I don't mention. The most terrifying thing about this episode. I mean, the most terrifying thing Was the little joy teddy bear. I don't
1: know. The 3D printed raccoon mascot head
2: looked pretty fucking terrifying too. No, no.
0: Joy, him being happy and... (sighs) Well,
2: on that one, it somehow was, it was playing perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden it sounded like it was like losing itself. Like down, like going downgraded. I'm like, there should be nothing that changed (laughs) that. Why would it should have just constantly played the same. Another thing to show that, you know, there's an issue.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. That that joy bear. Nope. I kind of want one. Probably make (laughs) one somewhere. (laughs) And him just singing.
1: I got the joy, joy,
0: joy, joy. No. No, no. That's terrifying. (laughs) It's like he stepped out of... Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: (laughs) He's the cute version of Freddy Fazbear.
2: (laughs) That's before he was an adult.
1: I do want to say the mascot was a huge letdown. The first time we saw the school mascot, it was literally just it looked like a 3D printed blue raccoon head on a kid's shoulders.
0: I mean, that's what it was. I know. Why are you disappointed about it?
1: Because when you think school mascot, you think, oh, big fuzzy, you know, not here. No, no.
0: Ours is a giant ear of corn.
1: Yeah, but it's still like, we still got like a mascot suit, like a full fledged. There's
2: probably a suit. That's just, he was just wearing that during school time.
0: Yeah, because who and like, what's, I don't know. Maybe our schools are different, but nobody walks around the cafeteria in the mascot uniform.
2: I mean the head wearing the head in there was a little weird, but yeah, not I wouldn't wear a full suit in there.
0: It's weird. I thought it was weird. Hey, look, we're an awesome like team s- school spirit school whatever I'm going for cuz it just weird.
2: I think the reason why the mascot looks the way it is is also Umbrella's control so they're going to keep things cleaner looking. So yeah. having this mascot that like is all the entire head is (laughs) symmetrical in how it looks you know they're like this is a perfect interpretation of the raccoon
0: symmetry yeah
2: i think that they would go out of the way so like if we actually saw a full-on costume it probably looks like there's probably a lot that we're missing from it because a brother's like this is how it's got to look looks great it's perfect
1: just another reason why umbrella is super fucked
0: honestly i would have been more upset if they had a mascot of anything other than a raccoon oh yeah new raccoon city you have to have a raccoon come on
1: oh yeah i was just weirdly weirded out by the polygon headed raccoon (laughs) i do i do like it that it's a blue raccoon I felt like it was kind of maybe a reference towards Blue Umbrella.
0: Little nod there.
1: Mm. But anyway, uh, moving on to the uh, back to what you brought up at the beginning of all this, Daniel. No flashlights. Cages, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Who, Who just... Okay. Number one, who watches a video of basically people getting executed and doesn't say anything
2: so you're saying that Billy and Jade didn't communicate
1: yeah yeah no I feel like Jade should have been like yo sis come check this out it's real fucked and they probably could have avoided the entire zombie dog incident and on the other side Billy could have been like hey Jade look at this mysterious giant fucking cage that dad's key card could unlock really fucking weird huh
0: yeah, I'm just saying, even if it's like normal world and no zombies and stuff like that, if you see a giant cage that you can barely see in, should not open it. Ever. At all. Should not. Do not recommend.
2: Should have put a post-it note on there that says do not open it. hashtag do not open
0: I'm just saying all the other cages you can clearly see the animals you can see what's in there if you see a cage that's heavily fortified like that one should not touch it
2: well I could have swore it growled too as she got close
1: I don't remember it growling Mm, but I I won't argue that because it very well could be right but either way still it was behind its own little door And then it's also, like Ariel said, a heavily fortified cage. So there's not one, but two locks you had to go through to get to it. And you were like, I bet it's another fluffy bunny. I'm going to open it. It's
2: a giant bunny. It's a giant bunny. Yeah,
0: like the only holes were like air holes.
2: Enough that a flashlight with plot armor could possibly see through.
0: Well, I mean, 100%.
2: (laughs) She should have stuck her finger in there first.
0: What would happen if I stuck my finger in you (laughs) and my finger's gone?
2: Note to self, don't open cage. Problem solved. Oh my
1: gosh. The ending, though, the ending was super fucking sad.
0: Her killing the zombie dog.
1: And then her sister basically just dying on the ground.
0: I mean that too Ariel's playing about
1: the zombie dog yeah she's like don't worry don't worry I'll save you takes Smashes head in and up, sister's dead that was
2: mission failed
1: and Ariel out of all of this is just but
0: that poor puppy that poor zombie puppy yeah poor dog didn't deserve to be injected with joy joy
1: no, it didn't. He but. wasn't
0: very joyful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that the um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it way back here for a second. Ariel was talking about the bear. I just realized the bear was used in all the trailers like it was some sort of important thing to advertise this oh, Netflix yeah. series. Yeah, the Joy Bear. Oh. And it was literally just like, what, a five second?
0: Well, it yeah, it'll come back up, because...
2: I'll say, no, they had a commercial for Joy, but I don't think the bear was in that
0: one. No. Yeah, it's more to deal with episode two, which I'll kind of go into that with the next episode. But yeah, for episode one, it was like a terrifying Freddy Fazbear Joyous thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh gosh well does anybody have anything else they want to talk about in the now before we go to mid break
0: Uh, I just wanted to mention just real quick we don't have to go deep into it that I did like the dynamic between Jane and Billy like yeah they're sisters but they were pretty close and you know stuck with each other and that type of dynamic I kind of liked their dynamic essentially is what I'm going at.
1: Well, you had Jade that was the badass and Billy was the goody-goody tissue. Yep.
0: Environmentalist.
1: Jade ate meat. Billy did not. (laughs) Oh. No, that was a good dynamic though. And I feel like it Showed the different reflections of Wesker, too. To a degree.
0: Like his personality split in half or Mm -hmm.
1: something.
0: I see it. I see it.
1: Did you notice that he was injecting the blood he was samples he was taking from the girls?
0: I did because their names are on the. uh, Bottles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The vials, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> He's taking full water bottles full of blood From him every time
0: <laughs> Let me just inject myself here With their blood
1: Yeah I don't know what the fuck's going on with that
0: I know I'm interested to see what It means
1: Well I guess With all that being said I guess it's time for us to go to our mid break Well here we are It's middle in here In the middle of the episode. What do we do the first thing, Ariel? Since you're so adamant about cutting me off.
0: The first thing we do is, Mm -hmm. well, here we are in the middle of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. I just answered you. You're welcome. (sighs) No,
1: you're wrong. You're welcome. You're wrong.
0: (laughs) Do you want me to sign your oar? We thank our patrons. (laughs)
1: Yes, we thank our patrons like our VIP patrons, Chris Slate, The Dog 47, Glenn Meeks, Jay Zoobs, Jeremy Kelly, Lord Salazar, Naked Mango, Star Power Bitches, The Compound, The Seven Sins, and William Jarrett. We also have to thank our All Access patrons, Edward Parks, Remington Cloutier, and our official patrons, Quatro Hawkins, Paul Murphy, Ryan Black, and Some Random Guy. So thank you, patrons. You're wonderful. We love you.
0: Yes, thank you, patrons. We do greatly appreciate it. And we also appreciate you listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have a show. So...
1: Oh. So, uh, with our thank yous out of the way. Yep. Ariel, what'd you bring?
0: Uh, Dr. Pepper. a Diet Dr. Pepper. <sighs> so, I read an article, much like I always do. And this comes from PC Games. The title is Upcoming Horror Game is a Retro Resident Evil Lover's Dream Come True. Oh boy. And I brought this specifically for you two, boys. Oh? For your Scream Stream. Oh? So, You Will Die Here Tonight is an upcoming horror game reminiscent of retro classics like Resident Evil or The House of the Dead. And its release date is perfect. So, Spiral Bound has revealed the nostalgia-inducing game's release date, and it couldn't be a better time than it is. You Will Die Here Tonight launches on Tuesday, October 31st. Halloween.
1: Oh, snap!
0: That's right. If you're searching for something thrilling to do on Halloween that doesn't involve copious amounts of alcohol or candy and you want to check this mansion mystery experience out. But why not check that out while having copious amounts of alcohol and candy? You know. So you can snag it as soon as it's released on Steam for $19.96. You'll command a team of six unique characters trying to escape the mansion. The game has pre- rendered top-down exploration that's like straight out of the 90s and first-person combat and lots of uh, puzzle solving and battling zombies. So yeah, look out for that on Halloween. Okay,
1: I'm I watched the trailer just now and it's pretty epic looking. Well, before we go on, <laughs> So, while we're on the topic of new Steam games coming out, um, why don't we talk about one that's not terribly new, but it is newer. It's within the the last couple months that just came out that we got to try. Uh, Daniel, we got to play a day out. What's it about? A day out? It is a day out. A day out with friends, in fact. Four players. And uh, you go out and you explore the wonderful, wonderful woods and sewers and... Abandoned murder campsites and.
2: (laughs) What do you do when you go to these places?
1: You hunt cryptids. What are those? (laughs) Those are the mysterious things that go bump in the night and you will die. (laughs) As like your farts. Yeah, like my farts. No, no. A day out is a four player multiplayer game or it can be single player. However you wish. But your job in this game is to go hunt down clues and solve the mysteries around different cryptids. And then at the end of the mystery, your job is to capture said cryptid. Uh, It's pretty awesome. We got to play it for the Scream streams this month. Myself, Daniel, um, Seven Blades, Mango, Grim, and... uh, madlock aka mark uh we all got to play uh kev the dev actually jumped into our stream and was telling us about some of the updates they have a halloween update coming so go check it out link for that will be in the show notes below uh it's only 12.99 and it is definitely worth the buy graphics are very similar to fortnite i would say wouldn't you say daniel probably yeah pretty pretty similar to fortnite which is okay for this kind of game honestly and It's pretty hard, but it's really fucking fun, too. So, yeah, I'd say go check both of those games out on Steam if you have the chance. And if you want to see some more games that we're playing this month, come check us out on our stream, our Scream streams this month. Uh, We're doing it every Wednesday and Saturday. Wednesdays are 8.30 p.m. Central Time and Saturdays are 9 p.m. Central Time. You can check us out on either Almighty Crit... On Twitch, you can check uh, Daniel out on Fumbling for Daniel on Twitch. uh, Or you can check out Madlock on his Twitch streams. And uh, yeah, just come hang out with us. Have fun and check out some of the new horror games. So next week, uh, the boys will be playing Forsake and Ghost Watchers on Wednesdays. And then Saturday, we'll be playing project winter and project playtime. So come join us. Check us out. You know, have fun with us. You can push some buttons and give us some jump scares, too, while you're at it. So, yeah. There's shameless plugs.
0: (laughs) In my head, I'm sitting here thinking I understand the fumbling for Daniel because we're the fumbling for. But when I, like, say it slower in my head, like, fumbling for Daniel, like, Who's fumbling for you?
2: <laughs> Remember it's like a like a nineties two thousand group, kind of like bowling for soup. Fumbling <laughs> <Something> for Daniel.
1: <laughs>
2: well on that note, Daniel, what'd you bring for us today? Have you ever wanted to park in the hives parking garage?
1: Yes. The answer is always yes.
2: So on Timu, you can get a aluminum alloy car sticker for Umbrella. That's Resident Evil. It says Umbrella Corporation, high parking, level 3. So if you have to go to work and you work at the Hive, make sure you have this for your car or it may or may not be towed.
1: <laughs> oh my God,
2: Umbrella doesn't mess around. If you're not supposed to park there. Get out. <laughs> get out. So on Timu it runs $1.77. It's normally... but it's on sale, 77% off. And they are almost sold out. They're standard-free deliveries, and it looks like uh, deliveries are usually equal to or less than 10 days for delivery. And it ships various ways. You can also get express delivery, but that's going to actually cost you more. But it is on Resonate, or it's on Timu, The creator is FRCY. So if you look that up on Timu, they make a lot of different products, but it's aluminum alloy car sticker umbrella, Resident Evil. So just make sure you have that on your vehicle if you're going to park in high parking.
1: Oh my God.
2: And there is an ironic part too that during the description it does say eye-catching design, honeycomb pattern. So, I mean, the hive and the honeycomb are two different things, but they are similar with bees. So, I thought that was very ironic. Oh my
0: gosh. They have an obsession with a number seven. It's $1.77 to 77% off. Originally $7.99. <laughs> have an obsession with sevens.
2: Yes. Oh they are gosh. lucky somehow.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I guess that brings it to me. So, uh, what I brought today was a Raccoon City RPD brass lighter in gold or chrome gift tin, And it has free engraving for this too. So you can engrave it a personalized message. So on the front here, it has the Raccoon City Police Department badge with the officer above it and it's handmade ground. Uh, the engra- engraving is guaranteed to never fade or wash off and it is a 55 millimeter by 35 millimeter lighter this is your old school Bic lighters it's really nice looking and you can get it right now for $25.48 are you
0: talking Zippo instead of Bic?
1: yep sorry Zippo I, I know what I meant <laughs> but yeah so you can get it here. Um, It is from the creator Engrave-a-Gift Designs on Etsy.
0: I'm going to need that lighter. I know you aren't. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to need it. Okay. We'll make
1: it happen. <laughs> so with that being said.
0: Yeah. That was being said. Before we get to sponsors I
1: have to name drop our store Because I have failed to do that for two years And I have been getting a, got, given a lecture That I need to name drop Our store oh, ew. <laughs> From everyone Except you
2: I haven't said
1: it Okay well besides Daniel So we have an online store fumblingforstore.com Or you can go my merch You can get anything from t-shirts and hoodies to hats backpacks pillows blankets drinking glasses there's all kinds of things it has all kinds of different designs from every show we do and there's going to be new things coming i am currently designing new nintendo switch cases um airpod cases just iphone cases all kinds of stuff we're getting all kinds of stuff designed and the new stuff will be coming and dropping. Ariel's constantly designing new artwork to throw onto the t shirts and everything else. We're really going to hit the store hard this upcoming year. So if you're interested, go check it out fumblingforestore.com.
0: Link for that is in the show notes. That's all I got. Cool story, bro. Next time at zombies. That's what,
2: that should be a shirt design. Next time, I add zombies. No cool story, bro. Next time, I add zombies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Yep, gonna add that now.
2: I take credit for that now, from Ariel.
0: <laughs> so you know, while you're shopping at our store and like you know you bought a bunch of stuff, you can also just roll on over to Fanroll Dice, use our promo code AlmightyC10, and save yourself ten percent off. Some really badass sets of dice. And they also have like dice bags and dice towers and dice trays and all dice accessories you need for your TTRPG dreams. (laughs) And then, you know, when you get done with that, you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming, use our promo code LOZLORE and save 10% off Switch accessories. they have cases and docking stations and chargers and whatever it is you need for your Switch. They also have controllers. And their new thing is the GameCube controllers. Which are pretty cool. Recommend. Highly recommend.
1: Hashtag facts.
0: And then... You know, you're feeling kind of tired. You kind of went shopping and you started playing games and, you know, doing some TTRPGs. You're kind of, you need to pick me up, right? Mm. So zoom on over to W Energy. W Energy. No, you're not as cool as Mango. <laughs> and use our promo code FUMBLING4, which is FUMBLING and the number four. And save yourself 10% off some energy drinks.
1: Mango told me last night during the Warhammer Lorecast recording that he yeah, he got his sample packs he tried out the orange uh, powder drank it felt really good felt like he had a nice good cup of coffee and was pretty well energized he said it lasted him for a while and he did not have the crash after that energy high into the crash he did not have the crash and he said it tasted I like orange dreamsicle, so it was friggin' delicious.
0: And I believe the orange flavor is Calio cream. Ooh. I think they have like push and punch and beach and peach, dub sludge,
1: dub sludge.
0: Just <laughs> <is the> oil. <laughs> <laughs> galaxy grenade they got a whole bunch of different tubs for you to search through and you can save yourself 10% off Mm -hmm. and be awake
1: and honestly I found out I did the math it's cheaper to buy one of these than it is to buy three to four monsters daily at work what people usually buy you get I think it's 34 servings out of one of these containers it's actually like I think it was something ridiculous like half cheaper to just get one of these or two of these a month than it was to go out and buy monster all the time
0: that's why they tell you to buy in bulk Mm -hmm. it's nice (laughs) and
1: you can save you can save so yeah go check it out those are our promo codes is that all our sponsors Ariel for now. For now. Well, with that being said, I guess it's time to go to the end of the episode.
0: Yeah! Well, here we it's are. It's awful indie in here. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Fine, Ariel. Why don't you do the outro? Um,
0: it's awful indie in here.
1: we're going to talk about the now right we're going to discuss the now right
0: oh yeah Um, right now we are in the studio and oh my gosh it's awful studio in here
1: nope not a thing
0: (laughs) okay all right yeah let me just go over the plot real quick of the now Which is in 2036. So. It's 14 years after. The pandemic. And the whole apocalypse thing. Going on. So basically. There's 300 million people left. Everyone else is now what they call. Zeros. So. You know. No zombies. Or undead. It's now zeros. So. That's what they have in this. So... It opens up to now an older Jade. She is a researcher for the university. That's all it's called. The university. And what they kind of do is... They research and preserve artifacts... From before. So she is on a research project to record any new mutations in the zeros. So any sort of sign of any cognitive functions being regained in them. So she's in London, scoping out a new pack of zeros, trying to, you know, whatever. She gets a call from her partner, Arjun, and her daughter, B. And like she's trying to talk to her and kind of connect with her, but she's been gone for six months. So she's kind of losing that mother daughter connection with her. She's kind of upset about it. So is her partner seems really upset about it. Then they end the call. She's watching the pack. She releases a rabbit, watches them. Nothing's changed. She ends up getting cut. They come after. She gets back to her campsite. These cool freaking like ring of flamethrowers just just ignite. And it's it's actually a pretty cool scene.
1: Insert Johnny Cash reference here.
0: Uh, yeah. She <laughs> crawled into a burning ring of fire. Crawled in definitely. So all of the zeros are now obliterated. So she's like, whoo, you know, things are cool now. Kind of sucks that they're all dead now. And then a giant ass caterpillar. is just like, hey, you thought you were cool. You're not. And starts attacking her. And ends up grabbing her, dropping her on a car. She goes unconscious. She's about to be caterpillar food. Until a group of scavengers come. And shoot it dead. So they realize that she's not dead, go to take her back, realize that she has a wrist tattoo of NRC 002. So they're like, Whoa. she's a survivor of the incident in new Raccoon City. Bump, bum, bum.
1: Insert dramatic music.
0: (laughs) Yep. So, they take her back to the Brighton Freehold. And she wakes up on a table. Dude named Tate comes in. Shows around the settlement, they get to talk and about how what happened with him and what she was doing, and blah blah. blah. They start talking. Well, then in comes Yen and's like, Hey, Umbrella's uh, on its way. So, oh, they double crossed her. Once they realized that she was a survivor of the new Raccoon City incident, they made a deal with Umbrella. To hand her over in exchange for a large settlement. Sounds great. (laughs) Until? Until the Fire Nation attacked. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to tell him, you can't make deals with Umbrella. They'll just kill you. And he's like, meh, I'm going to get my big old settlement. So. Umbrella comes. And. Baxter steps out. Oh, Baxter. So, he, of course, you know, you think that all of these umbrella soldiers are going around this settlement area to protect him. Oh, no, that's not it at all. So, Baxter does his big old spiel, shoots Tate in the head, and, you know, conveniently, all these umbrella soldiers are placed everywhere and start shooting everybody. So Jade makes her way through the settlement trying to escape them and Baxter is like "Mm, you're not gonna get away you may as well just come with me and she's like oh fuck you and jumps off the building and there is our plot of now 2036
1: (sighs) there's a lot to take in a lot to take in.
0: Yeah. Where do we want to start?
1: So, um... I want to start with how it's cool that they didn't take the movie approach and just eradicate the entire human race. The humans have what seems like a civilization... No, granted at this point we haven't seen it but it seems like the humans have like a civilization they still have like you know towns and everything else but it's cool that they're also researching the zero phenomenon
0: <laughs> from zeros to heroes oh my god just kidding they're just zeros <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is kind of cool. I did like how, like you were saying, there was, what, 30 or 30 million or whatever number. I forgot now. Um, Survivors. So, I do like how they had, like, settlements everywhere and the people that saved her were scavengers. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems like wherever she was, they were, like, researchers the university
1: yeah the university I also like the fact that like technology is such a wide scope now at this point you know technology didn't it doesn't appear to have ceased evolution just because of what's happened you know we're in the year 2036 at this point you've got poles with fire shooting out of them and data pads that are, it's like an iPad, but it seems like it's more durable and more, you know it seems fancier in a way
0: and they still have Skype Uh,
2: Skype 20.0 20.0, yeah but yeah, it just
1: seems like all the technology has still evolved at this point Which it shows that it shows the durability of the human race, even when faced with something as contagious and deadly as this.
0: Yeah, because this was like the now is 14 years later. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in the 14 years, it's not like it was complete like apocalypse.
1: I do feel like, however... There was a lot of foreshadowing going on at this point with her talking about how she's researching and making sure that smart zombies, you know, there isn't like a leader, anything like that. It's definitely some heavy foreshadowing, I think, of there's going to be like a pack of zombies that has a dominant leader, which will be where our I believe is where our like, you know, project nemesis and stuff is going to come into play. These big BOWs I think are gonna come into play to be the like pack alphas and stuff.
0: Possibly.
2: I wanna know how the caterpillar got as big as it did. <laughs> well,
0: they kind of explained
1: that.
2: To an extent. but he mm-hmm. went from like something that's real minuscule to forty feet long.
0: I like the introduction of. I know we're not really talking about BOWs yet, but I did like the introduction of a new BOW. Have we seen a gigantic ass caterpillar before?
2: Don't think so. We've seen insects, but never. Mm-hmm. A, I don't think a caterpillar.
0: It's something new. <laughs> something new and shiny. I liked it.
1: I was concerned, though, because. I feel like as a researcher, in the middle of the thick of it, I feel like she she should have had weapons besides the giant firewalls.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Like, and the whole, she just easily cut herself. Like, you would know that they're attracted to blood. You would think that she would have some sort of, like, so she was in that weird little thing. You would think she would have set up something where she could shut the door should something happen and they get too close and start attacking her. You'd think that she would be able to shut a door and be done. You'd think she would have been, like, you know, ahead of it and Mm -hmm. smarter.
2: Or on top of the thing.
0: Yeah, or on top of it, somewhere out of the way where she would be safe. You would assume that she would have done that, which none of that was a thing. So...
1: The white rabbit surprises me, too, because didn't the white rabbit get attacked when she made it bleed and got eaten? No,
2: it got away, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, it hopped away. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Because they were chasing it and then she was giving up on her experiment there and got up and that's when she cut herself.
0: What I thought was funny was, like, the difference between her and Billy. Like, we didn't see adult Billy, no, but what was... Billy was a big animal activist when they were kids, right? Very against animal testing. Pretty sure she'd be pretty pissed at Jade right now for (laughs) using a rabbit to be bait.
1: True. However... It was a weird statement for what's-his-face, the, uh, umbrella dude.
0: Baxter? Mm-hmm.
1: To say, your sister's waiting for you.
0: Yeah, and I know at the end of the then, we saw her get bit and everything, so there's something with that, because she would've turned. So, interested to see what that was about, because mm-hmm. if she's still alive then, or the now... Wonder what happened.
1: I do like they kept Umbrella very much the asshole. Oh yeah. And I I don't know how to feel about Baxter being an incompetent idiot.
0: Oh my god, that was I okay, when he tripped down the stairs. <sighs> okay, it was funny, but I was thinking to myself like why the need for the comedic value?
2: Probably wanted to show that he was incompetent. Like he's like the low man on the corporate totem pole. And they were like, "Hey, uh, we got an issue. Somebody go get. Why don't you take some men and go take care of this? <laughs> because you're lowest on the on the totem pole. Go do it.
1: You're the special boy. Go take care of that."
0: <laughs> it just, I don't know. It seemed to me, it seemed out of place.
2: I, I think they wanted to make him seem incompetent. I think.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you would be right on that. It just, the whole scene just itself of him tripping down the stairs just seemed out of place, but you're probably right. It. Oh boy. I can't wait to see what happens to Baxter because I'm sure something does.
2: His plot armor will wear off, <laughs> his comedic plot armor. <laughs> You were here for comic relief. We don't need that anymore. Fear. We need fear.
0: Oh, boy. Another thing I wanted to talk about was the relationship between her and her partner. Mm. He seemed very just done with her, essentially. I mean, he was still not so much like I'm being an asshole and just go the fuck away, but kind of like... Well, what did you expect? You're gone for six months. Like, I feel like this is a partner. Your child is a young girl. You would know that she's gone being a researcher.
1: I feel like... Sorry, go
0: ahead. I was just going to say, unless this was like a new job or something, like... Him being frustrated with her with her being gone just dude you you signed up for it when you got with her
1: I I feel like they were trying to relay in that moment how much of a reflection of her father she is (coughs) she's a workaholic she never has time for family and her husband's sick of her never having time for the family it's not that he's sick of her or the relationship he still loves her, he still wants her around, things like that. He's just tired of her putting work before them. And even now, her before herself. Because you know how when he got off the phone, he was very much adamant about take care of yourself, be careful. Like he would kept stressing those points a lot as they were getting off the phone with each other. And she seemed annoyed. Like he says this every time. I feel like. As the husband, he's just frustrated me on belief that she keep, keeps picking work over everything else in her life to include herself.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was like foreshadowing the whole, oh, I cut myself. Not a bunch of zombies or zeros are after me. And mm-hmm. then, oh, there's a fucking giant ass caterpillar now. Like, be careful. Oh, yeah, well, something's going to happen. But yeah, I could see that now. She's very much a Wesker Jr.
2: Especially after her teenage days of being a pain in the ass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now
2: she's gone to the extreme. She went,
1: yeah, she went from one extreme to the other extreme. Where now I have to be super duper responsible. But not for my kid. Or my marriage.
0: Yeah, she she seemed very upset about not being there for the kid. Yeah, but not—I guess—not upset enough to stop.
2: Yeah, because when the daughter read that book, that in that one?
0: Yeah, when the but Shakespeare? Is that what it was? I
2: think so. And she was kind of disappointed that it was a new book that she was reading. She thought it would take her longer to read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Shakespeare because I think the book she thought she was still on was like a Charles Dickens or something, I think.
1: Can we talk about a kid that old reading that level of book? Times have
2: changed, (laughs) 2036.
0: Yeah, not much to do in a zombie apocalypse, so you just kind of read some Shakespeare.
2: So,
1: the last thing I wanted to bring up was how incompetent man was still competent enough to blow a motherfucker's brains out. With no recourse. That he did not give a shit. Remorse? Yeah, that's the one, remorse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he's just like, that was point blank, you know? It's not like firing a gun and walking up and down stairs are two different things, so. (laughs) You would think. He's more dexterous with his hands than he is with his feet.
1: (laughs) He's more competent with his hands than he is with his
0: feet. (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: Unless it's all an act. Mm. The incompetence could be an act to throw everybody off. I mean, because who knows the guy that he shot? He was thinking, oh, well, this guy's nothing. And then when he pulls the gun out and shoots it point blank, everybody's like, okay, he's, he's somebody powerful.
0: What the fuck just happened? I didn't think about that. It being like a ruse.
2: Yeah. Which I don't know, unless maybe he's just an entire, he's just chaotic and... Everything changes for him. I don't know.
0: He's chaos.
2: No hunk. He had a bunch of them standing (laughs) around the thing. It's not my hunk.
0: Pretty sure the only character we've seen is Wesker. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I got nothing else I wanted to bring up this episode. How about you guys?
0: No. I think I touched on everything I wanted to talk about.
2: I can't think of anything offhand.
0: Okay.
1: Well, I guess that's it for this episode. So thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to check us out this month for Scream Streams. Uh, encourage Ariel to be awesome. Uh, and I don't know. just Just encourage her to be awesome.
0: That's weird. Tell your lover that's really weird. I don't
1: know. <laughs> he's just rambling now. Tell Daniel he's a homeless guy. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Be sure to check us out on the stream screen. Uh, the scream streams this month. Um, links for all those are in the show notes. Uh, also, go check out the Fumbling Four merch store. Uh, you can get all kinds of cool stuff. We've got some Resident Evil goodies. we got a pillow. We've got some shirts, some cups, mugs, stickers. we got all kinds of cool merch out there. So with that being said, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week.
0: Bye. Bye
1: there. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did. Tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RELurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.